0: The following program may contain content that your kids would love to hear, but you may not want them to. I'm not leaving without these diamonds. Diamonds? I'm just here for the stains. Uh, What do you want, Frank? Hey, Frank, shut the fuck up. Shut up, Frank. Hey, everybody, shut the hell up. It's Frank time. Holy shit, I think that's Frank. Frank, what are you doing? Frank, you disgust me. Frank, it's me, your brother. I did not know Frank has brothers. Frank, you couldn't have possibly thought this was a good idea. It's the Frank Show. If you have a problem with that, then fuck you. Frank, have me. I'm lost in this world without you. Frank, where the fuck have you been? If you don't listen to Frank, then what are you been listening to? I really need you, Frank. Frank! We need you now more than ever. Hey boss. Frank, will you just please get back to the show already? Uh... Okay, here we go. Listening to Frank Tulla. Where'd he go? <laughs> hey, come on, what's wrong with you guys? Look at this. Let uh, he start. At? What kind of a kind of a mess is this anyway? Are you guys... <laughs> what's that? Doesn't have it a sound? Isn't that something? Okay, back to Aaron Copeland. Yeah, back to Aaron Copeland, everybody. <laughs> it's, it's starting it off. <laughs> now, Here's another idea. Oh, 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 oh! Where'd you come from? I've been walking next to you the entire time. <laughs> Frank! Frank! Where are you? Finally, he went back and I walked by the table and I said, how are you, Don? Nice to see you. He said, can't you see I'm eating, Frank? What are you doing? <laughs> Frank, what the hell are you doing? Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> I'm Frank. Remember? The results say that you, Frank, are absolutely not my father. But my father is a close relative, most likely one of your brothers. Dad has brothers? Hey, you know, I, I think I met the one that sells smoked sausage and razor blades out of the trunk of his car. Brian! <laughs> <Sabbin' out. laughs> On the old prairie, you know, they had lots of sons and daughters back then because uh, that's what they did. But yeah, I, I didn't do what they were supposed to do. Look out! Oh, oh, because here it comes. Yeah. I thought I saw it coming, I just had this ringing in my ears that said here it comes, I know I hear it, I know it's on the way, here it comes, and I'm telling you, in this event, in that event, and in all events, certainly in this event, what is it, I think it's this, wait, in that case, in this case, and in every case, coming up, Probably one of the more serious things I ever did in my life without my pants. (laughs) So come on, everyone, you will be there, and we will be there with you when you are there. What is it? Cotillo crackles. yippee yi -yi 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 -yi. that's all I got to say about that thing. So much for production. (laughs) doesn't matter not a bit Why well, doesn't that doesn't matter because I'm here either way I'm oh boy. I'm the godfather of internet radio, whether you know it or not. If you don't know it by now, I don't know what you're listening to. Probably a podcast, and something you'd watch on TV. Well, you know, this is a show that you can't hear anywhere else but here. There's nothing like it anywhere. It started off so well, years and decades ago, that nobody dared to imitate it. And so here I am, the third man, and... The Bard of Broadcasting. I'm Frank Cattolome. His name is the title of the show. Come on in. Uh, it's uh, Prairie Dog Time. Best laid plans of mice and men. All here. And... This is going to be pretty good if it comes out like it's going on in my mind all week. And uh, maybe it will if we're lucky in any event, and all events. And certainly this event, it's Catullo Chronicles. Stay with us, man. Ice cap to ice cap from Hamlet to city, from Othello, and into every bordello. Who else could sit behind this mic? Only one other person I know could do it, but I'm doing it. I am the source. And though I am a difficult historian, learn from me. This is a cowboy show. It's uh, coming up. By golly, by golly, no, I should say like, uh Odds Bodkins. No, that's not even cowboy, although cowboys go back uh, certainly uh, further than that. And... I guess I, you know uh, what goes on during the week in my head uh, and and I thought of this I thought of doing this and it's been uh jumpling jumpling it's been jumping around and and ricocheting off the walls um images songs uh the music of the old west and uh, for like five days because it's odd but uh Last week, well, this week, actually, this week, the blog, catolochronicles.blogspot.com, telling you that this show was coming, was posted on Monday. Now, it is not often, even when I have a guest and know who's going to be here, that I post on that, uh, that, the only blogspot, blog, dog, blog, dog, blog, 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 <laughs> spot. Um, But I knew I was doing it, and so my mind has been overactive, and it shouldn't be, because as I always do, this show, I just got a couple of pages of notes, and wherever we go, we go. But something about doing the cowboy show, uh, in my mind, flooded. And as you know, (laughs) the men in my subconscious who work also in my conscious and then my conscious crew and my unconscious crew, the unconscious crew, usually what they push when I want to know something or something's got to come up in my head and I'm searching for a name, a noun, a person, a place or a thing, what I do is I call upon them. And I say they're men, but they could be, and you know, they're figures, they're human figures, okay, of any particular uh, gender or size or shape or color, it doesn't matter. Uh, but what they do is uh, they push that thing which is stuck in my uh, subconscious, when I'm, I want that phrase that now, and they push it through, as I call them, the separation between my subconscious and my conscious uh, is only saloon doors, okay. There's no uh, rock hard uh, ten inches of steel or brain steel or whatever is up there between the uh, uh, the subconscious and the conscious. I got saloon doors, so they push it through, and you know, because you've watched westerns, I know, and you know the saloons. It's saloons. Nobody called them a bar. Where's the bar? Saloons. Why? Okay, and, and isn't that something? Because uh, it's it just been crazy with those uh, with those. The things that energy I have in my subconscious and my conscious and all the things I could think about because cowboys, although I was born in the East and in the East of the East, for God's sake, I was born in the bedroom of New York, which is what they called Brooklyn, New York, in the days when, what, was it 89, 90% of the country, this country, not, well, even Canada, but um, North America, let's just say. <laughs> let's say it, because it's true. All right, 90% of North America was filled with the plains. It was filled with uh, pioneers, people moving ever west, because they started in the east, where there were towns and hamlets and, and moving and uh, on in coaches, stage coaches. Who knew about stage coaches? Coach, coaches? I can't even say it. Psychosis, stage coach, stage coaches, psychosis. That was a uh, disease I got. No, but let me go back to Brooklyn in December of 1950, when my God, the you know the old West and the whole uh, the whole uh, uh, platform of what is. The Wild West, the Old West, the unfettered territory of North America—everywhere else, but we're just dealing with this side of the Atlantic. What was it? It was, you know, it was, uh, it wasn't anything like civilization. There were laws, there were things, and right. But to me, growing up in the fifties. And, uh, and a lot of people might disagree with that and say you shouldn't grow up. You haven't grown up, and it's a you know half a century over half a century later. Don't remind me. <laughs> that's, that's one part of me. But uh, I grew up, and it was uh, it was fed to me that this country was built on people who. Expanded the country. People didn't want to stay in one place. They wanted to keep going west. What was it about the East no one liked it? I don't guess what I, But I wanted to make themselves a uh, a new they want to make themselves something. And they wanted to have a family and they wanted to do, you know, I mean those days you had to grow your own food. What are those days? That's the point here. The idea of the of a cowboy goes too far back for a difficult historian like me to be able to uh, you know get into it and give you uh, the uh, uh, the essence of, of the history uh, it just goes back too far these were 13 colonies in, in America and Canada was just it's still a plains and mountains and uh, and things and bills and and uh, you know noodle salad so uh, I'm going to go from my particular angle because uh, what's happened and what we learned as children of the 50s about North America, the Wild West, the country, the people, uh, was adventurous and romantic. And believe me, it was far less adventurous and romantic. And I started with this. In in the 50s... uh, if someone asked a little boy what what would you some, some little girls too I guess, what, what would you like to be when you grow up?" It was something that people said, and you know what a thing to ask a kid. <laughs> you know, what am I okay, six or seven, what are they going to say I, you know what are they going to say? There's not one six or seven year- old kid uh, in uh, uh who grew up in the fifties who'd said uh, who said, "What do you want to be?" I wanna be a neurological surgeon. No, no, they might say doctor, if they understood the concept, you know. But you know they, what were they saying? They had their their brains were filled with romantic notions that was being pumped into their senses by that newfangled thing that came around after World War Two. The television. <laughs> there were still movies, and there were and movies were getting better and better, but. Uh, there was the uh, there was the television more accessible once it became a household item. And we watched it. And a lot of kids said, because they watched television, and rightfully so, because in the early days of television, there was drama, and kids uh, didn't watch live drama. They didn't care it was live. They didn't know what it would be on. They'd watch movies. They didn't know where that was coming from either. They didn't know how any of that stuff works. In fact, we still don't. You don't. I don't. We don't know how it works, but it's better than ever. But back then, a big tube and and the uh, and out in Hollywood, they were making TV shows because now they could do that, you know. And uh They were still making movies, but there was also TV. Uh, and kid, a kid would say, because they were watching drama. Uh, you know, they would say, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And a kid would say. Many kids would say, and I do, because I have a picture of myself with a holster, a gun, what am I, eight, maybe even less, a holster, a gun, a hat, it wasn't 10-gallon, because I could have sat in a 10-gallon hat, uh, you know, and, and a flannel shirt, and, right, and a dungarees, I didn't have boots, maybe I didn't have boots in that, you know, some kind of cowboy boots that they got for kids, and I was standing there like uh, like my my favorite TV cowboy, the Range Rider, that was my favorite TV guy. And they said, what do you want to be when you grow up? What would I say? I want to be a cowboy. I want to be a cowboy. And never thinking once the way I would later in life. Like, what a cowboy? Cowboy. There's no, there's no cow. <laughs> and when I'm 25 and 30, aren't I a man? There are no cowmen. You can't be a cowman. Nobody said when they were kids, I want to be a cow man when I grow up. Because when you grow up, you still want to be a boy. Well, you know, that thing stuck. But let me tell you what it says in our Great American Dictionary as the definition of cowboy. Right? And I got to do this with my, uh, with my glasses. It's before my cataract surgery. So I'm, I'm doing it. cowboy, C O W. C-O-U, counterpoint, you wanna be a counterpoint? No, there's a Z, so it's got to be that. Hey, get that light over here, he said to himself. Here we go. Cowboy, you ready for this? Now before cowboy, believe it or not, there. hey, come on with that light, why doesn't the light? Yeah, okay. Uh, before you get to cowboy, you know you know what's there in the dictionary, in this dictionary? I don't know about Merriam-Webster or what Merriam-Birium or those guys are doing, but this is uh, cowbane, cowbane, you know what cowbane, does anyone know what cowbane? Bane. If you see any any word, in the last part of it would it be the suffix. No, well, it wouldn't be a suffix. Anyway, bane. Any word with bane in it is poisonous. It means it's poisonous, so stay away from it. There's a, there's a cowbird, which is a small American bird. And, and here's the, <laughs> why am I going to give you, I don't want to give you the Latin, but I just want to say it. Molothrus atter, the blackbird family. It's a molothruss ater. A-T-E-R, ater? mola. Moloth- I don't know. That is, you know, anyway. It's also called a cow blackbird. Hey, cow gets in there. Cow blackbird. So there were cow blackbirds, but there were cows. But listen to this. Here, There's also a cowfish, by the way. Uh, I don't, never heard of a cowfish. What is it? Any of a various small sea mammala. Mamala. I want to say mammals. Mammals. Any, because that's a, a sea mammals. Any small sea mammals okay, of all of them, I guess they come in fish, my right? school of fishes um, of the whale family, okay the cow, there's a cowfish. Uh, I guess because cows are big, I don't know I have any idea, um, it's called also called the trunk fish, uh, I don't know, um, anyway, then cow herd, where comes the great <laughs> the greatest joke, almost one of the greatest jokes of all times, cow herd, yeah yeah, uh, you've yeah. heard of cows, of course I've heard of cows I have to say it every time because the great jokes stay. They don't go anywhere. I don't know how many times you hear them. So tell your uncle that the next time. He does the only one he knows. cowhide, Okay, that's okay. A oh, cow lick? Uh, that's a, I have a cow lick. Uh, I've had it for ages in my hair. Uh, and that's when it goes either way in the middle. Straight down the middle. The hair goes straight down the middle. Uh, cow hide, cow, cow lick. Okay, where's cowboy? You know, cowboy... Where's cowboy? Did, Where'd did it go? Ah, you ready for this? I swear to you, this is all it says. Cowboy. A herder of cattle on the plains. A herder of ca- of cattle. Okay, cattle. I wind up in this, the... Let's just say the last half of my life. <laughs> because I've been here for 30 years, longer than I was in New York. Oh, yeah, uh, about two years longer. Okay, but let's not it's not about me. It's about cowboys. Cowboys. Uh, the name comes from and, and you know, there's no no genius. You know, Shakespeare, they no one called up Shakespeare. Called up, they couldn't call they have a phone. No one called up Shakespeare and said, We need a name, uh, O Bard, O Bard of Bards, O Master Playwright because it was way before that anyway. I don't think there were cowboys in Shakespeare times. Well, anybody who was uh, like Shakespeare students, we need a name for these guys. Yeah, what is it? What, what title do you need? Well, these are men, uh, and they, uh, uh, they herd cows. Herd cows? Yeah, of course I've heard of cows. <laughs> no, they herd cows. And... Uh, Well, call him a cow herder. No, that's no good. That's no good. All right. Uh, Young guys, old guys. Well, you know, they're kind of all different ages because at that time, what was old? Jeez, my 35 was old, 36 was old. I don't know the life expectancy of the days when there were men herding cows, right? But they had to take all these cows from one place to another, you know? Uh, And uh, I don't even know why, (laughs) Why did they do that? Probably walking them all to slaughter so that they can eat them. What else did they do with cows? They they they, they gave they 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 had cows. They made cows. Uh, they made cows uh, procreate, and they, they ate them. They made steaks. They made chops, steaks and chops, which eventually <laughs> was the lure to modern day city bars in the fifties. But that doesn't count. Here was their count now. Column. Cow herds. And he goes, no, no, no. What do I call you? Then they noticed that, uh, as, as I said, these are young people, young men, young men. And younger and younger men needed to work in those days because uh, you had to. You had to have a family. You would like, you'd have a family, start a family, have a wife at 16, 15. You know, there weren't no, were no all these laws about ages and stuff. You And, you know, and you need to play with those cows somehow, <laughs> herd those cows, Bring them places where they kill them and slaughter them and make them into steaks and stuff you eat anyway. They called them cowboys because the young men were young and they were boys, and also because boy is a and has been a colloquial. Did I say that right? I was thinking colloquial or colloquial. I don't know if there's a we in there, but um, it's a it's kind of a tag for you know a younger guy you know. And it's uh and it's used for older men who aren't boys. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know why I didn't call him the cowmen, and I don't know why DC Comics never came up with cowman as a superhero. No, never. Nothing. But that was a cowboy and kids wanted to be cowboys. But what kids of the fifties watching television did not know about cowboys would not be depicted in drama and adventure and even in writing the uh, the comics that kids and the stories the kids wrote uh, read and uh, the literature that was out at the time some of it was rough and tough, but it wasn't real and It would take years before cowboy and the whole era of the Wild West got anywhere near realistic on television and in the movies. But kids were watching many, many figures playing cowboys. And, and, and it went back well before there was television. We'll go, we'll talk about some of those uh, original uh, media cowboys. But the ones I was, uh, to me, it began uh, in the uh, 50s, because that's when I was watching television. And I did. And I'm going to jump around because I got tons of notes. I'm telling you, this week was nuts. Uh, since Monday, I'm running down notes, cowboy notes. And, uh, and there is, there's crazy, there's, there's good and there's uh, not good. As there is always in media and in interpretation of reality to art. But when I was young, as I told you, my favorite cowboy was a guy called the Range Rider. And uh, I'm going to be playing here too with. Let me move this microphone. I'm going to be also. Oh, I'm going to move that over too because you know I don't have a. I don't have a. Uh, what? I don't have a uh, engineer. So I'm doing all this myself. So I'm going to be going uh, back and forth to various uh, YouTube uh, situations. But here, here's the guy. Uh, okay, the range rider. I don't. Look. Oh, season one, episode one, holy Christmas. This, uh, and I'm going to have to edit the, uh, so we don't get the uh, commercials in here. Let me move this all the way up. Hey, what happened? It just disappeared. Look, you know, I'm telling you, I'm getting tired. What do you do? How has this stuff happened? Well, it happens because you don't have, uh, you know, uh, there's no way to pre-produce this either. Here, I'm going to YouTube. Thank you very much. Where did I write? Not even write Range Rider. Did I write it in? Maybe it'll go right back to that. Okay, here, uh, YouTube. Uh, uh, YouTube print. And then right away they go, you want YouTube premium? You have tell what you want. No, I don't want to pay for it, for God's sake. I want to go to the Range Rider. Now, let me find it. And, And by the way, what I played there uh, in, um, in what I, hello, what I play, okay, it's coming up. Bono uh, bonovo is on TV. I, I mean on YouTube. Holy, you know, holy Christmas,, uh, it doesn't matter how much I fixed it. Oh, got it prepared cause it's wrong. I wonder if its don't miss this premium plan. no, 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 I gotta take my browser here. Um, uh, what I was going to play and what ruined the collage uh, was the sound was off on the uh, particular scene I was going to play this the, the uh, uh, obviously just I'm going to play it all I mean you can't see it because this is radio I was going to play the scene where the cowboys all pass gas in blazing saddles w- which is you meant now, there wouldn't be blazing saddles it wouldn't be comedy co- cowboy comedy were it not for uh, extrapolating wrong word for expressing wrong word for <laughs> for parody um, uh, parodying is it parodying I don't know Wait, you know what is this I'm trying to talk and write the range rider for the third time the range rider okay come on come on where is it come on rider theme song oh look at that is the range rider theme song let's see about this yeah, the range the the night rider Range Rider intro. Here we go. It's only 35 seconds. Classic TV themes. Okay, Range Rider uh, intro. Let me give you the... It's only 35 seconds. Let's see. And then... uh, Oh, yeah. I was trying to play that before Aaron... After... uh, No, before Aaron Copeland and that wonderful classical, modern classical piece called Hoedown, which... Wow. What does that... You've probably heard that in many instances on uh, in movies and whatever in television shows I mean uh, classical piece called "Lowdown" from a great uh, American classical composer let's see if we can get the uh, range rider intro here it is Who could be more at home on the range and than... Range Rider, right? <laughs> with his thrilling adventures of the great outdoors, his exciting experiences, yeah. rivaling those of Davy Crockett, right? Daniel Boone, yeah. <laughs> Buffalo Bill, and other pioneers of this wonderful country of ours. <laughs> and Dick West, all American boy. So, when he, well I don't remember the kid, he had a kid, Dick West. <laughs> okay, <it's, laughs> I don't remember that at all. I remember the Range Rider, played by Jock Mahoney, an actor who became uh, uh, Sally Fields' stepfather, and uh, and he was he was a cowboy hero for me. He was one I was I was into that show, and then of course there were. Plenty of other shows. In fact, this show didn't even last as long as some other shows. By the way, Jock Mahoney uh, was, uh, I think, the last, uh, uh, yeah, I don't think the last. He was the last movie, you know, movie in the movies, Tarzan, uh, which <laughs> go figure. He did not even, you know, he looks, he looks like a pretty scrawny guy. He didn't look like it. And you've seen him in Three Stooge episodes. It's, 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 uh, it, Three Stooge, Three Stooges. Anyway, he's in tons of movies. And I, he was just this masculine figure. I was, I was so disappointed when I read the part of uh, Sally Field's book about him. But you can be too. It doesn't matter because I didn't know him. All I knew, I mean, I'm sorry, Sally, wherever you are. I'm not. I, you know, I can't tell you that I, you know, I don't have any particular uh, uh, sterling things to say about Jock Mahoney, other than I, when I grew up, he was in a lot of things. And when I was a kid, before I could know anything there was that guy and that introduction they gave him. Did you hear that introduction? I don't think, I, I think the Writers Guild would throw you out if you came up with a. Uh, listen to this again. Is it, can we get it again here? Let's go, get yeah. Listen. Home, home, home oh, God. <laughs> yeah. oh, God. Who could be more at home on the range than Range Rider, <laughs> with his thrilling adventures of the great outdoors. He, okay, the Range, who, who, come on, who could be more than, we call him a Range Rider, that's why. And his thrilling adventures, did he say outdoors? Yeah, I think he thought, did he say that? Adventures of the great outdoors. The great outdoors. His exciting experiences. His exciting experiences. The, 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 meanwhile, you're not seeing it. He's just riding on his... On his horse, of course, galloping—you could hear it. There. Rivaling those of Davy Crockett, Daniel Boone. Okay, so they're saying the range riders—they—they uh, had—they're—they're they're saying you already know guys like Daniel Boone and Davy Crockett. You've heard of them. They're like—and uh, they weren't even considered cowboys either. One of them, you know, that's some. But their adventures were more popular at the time when then they invented the uh, the range rider. They said, "Well, we got to say it's as good." As dabian did, and because I know those two, Who are you going to name? You know, as Fester McCall. No, da, his experiences, they could have said, even more exciting than Buck Bentley. Uh, and these other guys, no, they didn't, they use them. Buffalo Bill. Oh, we forgot about him too, Buffalo Bill. And other pioneers of this wonderful country of ours. <laughs> and pioneers of this wonderful country of ours. Let me tell you a little story about, about, uh, about this uh, also, this connection when I was starting to like cowboys and I was just a kid and uh, my uh, family got together on holidays, the extended family got together on holidays for, uh, you know, meals, traditional Italian uh, meals for the holidays, which were traditional Italian holidays. Um, And my grandfather, this would be, my grandfather, my it was my father's father, who, uh, whom, to whom I owe my name. I was named after him, being the only boy in the family. And if I wasn't, then I, they'd all have. I don't know. My father would have to, uh, you know, he'd be uh, sent off to the rack. Not the rack. Yes, the rack. No. Uh, my grandfather uh, would, would talk to me. And he would, you know, as a kid, I could still sit on his lap. This guy's like, you know, feeding me espresso coffee. And he puts in anazette. He puts in liquor, you know. My mother's sitting there going, no, no, don't do that, Pop, don't. Okay, well, that's not cowboy stuff. My grandfather tells me as I am, uh, of course, I couldn't wear my cowboy hat at the table. No one could wear a hat at the table, but that, you know, this is patriarchal stuff. Point being, he told me, Let's say it's 1955. I'm still sitting in his lap at 55? Maybe 50? Yeah, I guess I'll say 55. Let's start at five years old, four to five years old, right? And he told me that he went to Madison Square Garden and saw the Buffalo Bill Wild West show. I sat on the lap of someone who went now there are years apart. I mean, I was the youngest uh, son of in, of the brothers and sisters in the family. So okay, but he that means, uh, and, and I believe that was early 1900s because he didn't get to the United States until uh, whatever. But he was a he was a kid himself. He he saw the real Buffalo Bill, the real Annie Oakley, and. Uh, And Buffalo Bill, I don't know of Buffalo Bill's exciting adventures other than the fact that he almost single-handedly made the American buffalo extinct. (laughs) Which, holy crap, you imagine what he would get today? Why are you famous for? I'm famous for killing almost every buffalo in the country. They were counting them. They were counting the buffaloes he killed, the way they counted uh, Mickey Mantle home runs or Aaron Judge home runs. If you want to get up to the to the current time, really, there is like how many? It was amazing. It would make the news. Whatever the news would make the uh, the, the written news, because there was no broadcast news even then uh, when you're just starting. But I imagine if there was imagine if there was more uh, radio. Uh, nationally, uh, that people, that they would be doing that in the sports day, right? Because how they talked in those days. And you know they talked in those days because if you watch the movies, you know. And and both today, the Buffalo Bill killed 12 more, 12 more buffalo in a herd in Wyoming. He's traveling north now, and he'll be in Montana soon. Buffalo Bill killed 12, a dozen, before leaving Wyoming. And it could be something like that, you know. And everybody's going, yay, yay, except, except, except the Native Americans, who at that time they called the Indians because the white man was too stupid to know that they didn't come from India. Uh, but, you know, in- intelligence was not a large property of the cowboy, okay? Uh, these kids were, these people were just going out there and herding cattle for, forever and ever and ever I mean, from the beginning to the end. They didn't stop. They weren't driving, riding along. In fact, many of them never even made it because of the Native Americans, then called the Indians. But, you know, this is one of the things, this is where we stop for a second and put it aside when we talk about the negative things that uh, were were given to us. Aside from the fake... Things that they told us about cowboys. What do we know? Well, we were, kids were watching TV. They're going, That's the way. To, how could they be wrong? This is what they're doing. This is what they're showing us. Is the way it was, right? When they show Bat Masterson and and it and it's uh you know it's uh Gene I forgot his name. He went to the uh, high school near me in Brooklyn. Gene, whatever his name, is was uh uh Gene uh, You know these actors. You know uh, uh or even uh, uh Jack Mahoney. And they show, you know, we're going like, that's the way it was. Kids are looking at it and going, that's the way it was. We believe them. We believe that the stagecoaches look like that. Some of the stuff was right. And we believe that uh, they wore these hats and that they, uh, they, uh, uh, they they the guns, they carried around guns, of course, because it was the Wild West. And they had to have, everybody had to have a gun. That was, uh, and, and where'd they come from? And it came from uh, guys like uh, Mr. Winchester, which is why they called the rifles the Winchester. Because he said, uh, "This guy Win, this guy Winchester said, uh, uh, you know, his handguns are one thing. You know, but we're going to need some uh, long. Oh, anyway, that that would be if we did a gun show, and and I don't want to do a gun show. I, I I wanted to, but I don't want to. But you know, guns played an important part in even understanding cowboys, or understand no, not understanding, but even in believing what. Hollywood told us we're cowboys in movies, and especially in TV. TVs, you know, snap, do it quick, make make another. You know, these lame, lame uh, episodes, one after another. They're all the same. But you know, and there's never, uh, you know, and then they tell us that when you shoot these, uh, uh, these, uh, these guns, these six shooters. Why the six shooters? You learn that quickly do have six bullets in them. Oh, really? <laughs> should we? I don't even want to know when we want to get to that. But the thing is that the whole, the way they looked, the way they walked, the way they talked, what they said, wasn't even authentic. And uh, uh, back in those days, now a lot of things have changed visually, of course, and uh, realism has made its way into uh, into films and stuff. But uh, these cowboys. Oh, you know, um, a lot of fake things made up. They just made it up. That's, look, that's true legend. Things that were not, that they made up. But they also, though they might not have made up this thing about uh, Indians or, or, uh, you know, Called the Indians. It, where where did that come from? So he called them. They're Indians. Isn't it bad enough they're not from India and you call them Indians, Indians. See the language was uh, was uh, was primitive, cowboy language, primitive, and uh, uh, curse things. I don't even know a curse today. You watch uh, a cowboy uh, show, movie, or, or something on TV. streaming now wherever you watch it and they try to be realistic but they also screw around with the language just as much as they did in the old days I don't know exactly when the F-bomb was created I know I know uh, uh, I guess it's not a legend how it was created and what it meant um, starting out into uh, I think Victorian well after Victorian England but in in Britain and and yet, I don't know when that got to uh, the North, North America. When did when did the F bomb get to North America? And today they got cowboys, and it's supposed to be you know what eighteen. Uh, it was before the nineteen hundreds, eighteen eighties, let's say eighteen eighties. I don't even know if the F bomb was in America or North America, no less. And yet, if they film something now, as authentic as it may be, it still has some of the bullshit. <laughs> And I can say that for cowboy stuff. That was a part, was an element in all the cowboy shows. Still, some of them, and that's one of them, I think. Today they can say to you, at bomb in the movies and on these streaming cowboy shows, but you know, you know I don't know if that was even available. Okay, because that was a time when "bastard" was a word. Nobody called anyone a bastard until somebody decided that it would. It's it's a insult to say to somebody doesn't have a father. And that's when it become a bad word. Now, when was that? 1870, 1870. I don't know. Is Benjamin Franklin days before this was a country? Who knew? We know one thing. The Native Americans, when they changed uh, officially, as they did in this country and rightfully so, they did a, a great thing for the people who lived here before a white man came and and had his marvelous adventures and and before guys like Buffalo Bill decided you're not gonna make your well what are you gonna do bill said Buffalo Bill's father before he was Buffalo Bill when he was just William Cody and he called him William right and so mr. Cody said to Buffalo it wasn't Buffalo Bill to his son Cody he said uh, no Bill will no it was his last name was Cody he said uh, William uh, yeah, Dad, who knows how we talk? Yes, Dad. No, it wouldn't be that deep. Yeah, Dad. Because he was a kid. What do you want to do when you grow up? Uh, well, he said he wouldn't be a cowboy. He probably said, I'm going to be a cowboy. Not a lot of other options are there, <laughs> not, no, not a lot of options. But he said, "You know, are you sure good with those with uh, guns, though. I notice." And the kid's like, "What? Eight, eight or nine? Maybe he's ten. Let's say he's ten. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. He lived a long time, longer than most people did in those days. Even the men. Oh, not even the men. I bet you the women lived longer. We don't even know that." They don't tell us that stuff in history. And now, I'm not going to get political about this, but now there's this sweeping trend to stop teaching people history of nation. And that's absurd because one day, uh, you know, because here's a guy said, I I think I want to kill Buffalo. (laughs) Is that what he said? What, you know, did he practice on Buffalo? Did he practice on, uh, probably not, or was he a herder? Was he a cowboy, uh, William Cody? Uh, And he went out and he went, uh, uh, you know, these these cows are easy to shoot and kill. I need something that's tougher. And and some guy in the back goes, try a buffalo. Oh, a buffalo. Good idea. I'm going to kill me as many buffaloes as I can. (laughs) Oh, yeah. When y'all bet you want to be called Buffalo Bill. Well, why not? You know, then every day, today, in breaking news, Buffalo Bill just killed... Half of a herd of cow in Colorado—that's right. Oh, man, crazy stuff! But my grandfather, well, when he was done killing uh, buffalo—and uh, rightfully so, there were hardly any left—he seriously almost made the, the made them extinct. And how does that connect with Native Americans? Native buffalo is an important food and for clothing, uh, you know. And let me tell you something—I don't think I'm—I'm I'm willing to bet. And I don't know how to even prove it unless we find uh, someone who's not a difficult historian. Uh, I'll bet you that there was no one who could make clothing, of, of, no white man that could make clothing or cook buffalo as as well as Native Americans. I'll bet you they knew exactly how to do it. And uh, and where do you learn that? I guess you know some that goes that goes back to the caveman right who decided you know if we take the skin off of this buffalo think of think of the complexities of this we take the skin off the buffalo and then put holes and we put our arms through it we could that could wear that you know, and the, other, and the other Native American saying, how? It's going to get all, you're going to have all that guts and stuff on the back. I don't know how they did it, but they figured out how to do it. What the heck? They had little else to do but survive. And in order to survive, they needed the clothing, food, and shelter. And it was a lot difficult, a lot more difficult and, uh, to do in those days. Okay, so um, so we're not going to, uh, we'll, we'll do a whole show on the, on the, uh, the, the, uh, the Native American uh, and, uh, and how that was, how, how this race was, uh, you know, disturbed and why they became so wild and crazy. But, then, you know, when you watch the Westerns, and this is the 1950s, the 1950s, they're all bad guys. And, and the, they never showed the women fighting, uh, and I'm sure they did. This is why later uh, in life, a friend of mine said, uh, you never saw Dances with Wolves? And I hadn't. I'd seen a lot of movies. But I never saw Dances, dances with Wolves. And uh, uh, when I saw it, I realized, wow, no wonder this is great. And and, he was, and this was a, a book written by someone, not back then, because back then, who knew? I mean, this was, uh, even recently, if you've watched the uh, 1883 series uh, that was uh, Tyler Sheridan's uh, uh, TV series there on Hulu or Halo or, Halo or whatever, wherever it's streaming, uh, they tried, he tried, and he did, uh, he, he did, uh, uh, wrote in, uh, more realistic Native American behavior, um, as you know, all defensive, and uh, sure there were wild, crazy ones and out of their minds, and and uh, but uh, okay, but that that's uh, that's another uh, show uh, that we should do. We should do that to apologize. No, I'm not going to apologize for the Tonto show. That was a whole different thing. You know why? Because the way they depicted Tonto on television was, uh, you know. Uh, it was not uh, complimentary. But anyway, that's one of the things cowboy movies and uh, TV shows uh, did badly. Um, are there still, and I said, as I told you, there, there are still uh, things unexplained when watching more authentic Versions of the Old West and Cowboys these days. But let me go back to uh, what, what he was looking to. I, I spent a lot of time on the Range Rider because a lot of this stuff was the same. Uh, um, there was uh, Hopalong Cassidy. Now, I watched Hopalong Cassidy and I always said to myself, when I was extremely little and I watched Hopalong Cassidy, Hopalong Cassidy, you just accepted it. His name is Hopalong. last name is Cassidy. It's the Cassidy family. Right? And they name him hop along. Why? He didn't hop. He's like, yeah, he didn't hop. Yeah. You get to get older and you go, what do you mean? Hop along? Why? Because his is the, the the horse doesn't even hop along. He's hop along. Hop along. That's part of the musical language of cowboys. When he had cowboy songs, because cowboys played. And and uh, and the guitar became popular because cowboys played guitars. Why? Because cowboys couldn't carry pianos around. It <laughs> was, you know, they could carry a light guitar. They were light. There was light wood. You put in the back a couple of chords and you got yourself a song. Cowboy songs, too, which were incredibly popular. And from when, from when, from whence, should I, I'm not going to speak Shakespearean, from which comes what we know now as American country music. I say American country music because I know uh, uh, that, up, because there came a point in my life when people said, you like country music? I said, well, it's according to what country? <laughs> because, <laughs> but we took it. And America says, well, we got country music. In fact, it's, our, it's country music. And they, they branded country music. And you could go to Germany. I swear you could go to Germany now. And say, uh, let me hear, yeah, and, that, and, and the German can come to you and go, uh, you know, do you like, let's say the Germans being English, I don't know how to speak, I, I'm not going to translate it, but uh, how about playing a country song? If you have a guitar, then why don't you play a country song, right? Now, if you started playing, <laughs> if you started playing, uh, uh, now I'm, the, I'm trying to think of a German song, but I'm not. Uh, say well, they mean what they mean is play, you know, what American Western country song as we know, uh, country uh, Western music, as it's called in the beginning, cowboy music, and then it goes into folk music, and it turns into a, a cosmopolitan. Believe me, too, because I worked in Nashville at the, for the Nashville Network, and and, and among the country music uh, empire in that in Tennessee, and it. Uh, it's become a cosmopolitan uh, industry, not necessarily country. No dirt. It's 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 clean, you know. <laughs> and and the people playing country music now are playing the renditions of of of, of music that uh, uh, started back Western and Cowboys. But, and there were songs, they all had songs and there was ballads, the ballad of this one, the ballad of that one. Um, but this Hopalong Cassidy, I didn't like, I wasn't crazy about Hopalong Cassidy. Um, now remember, Cowboys always did, they had things, they had uniforms and, and they varied, okay, from one to the next. Uh, Hopalong Cassidy was, uh, had a black hat and, not, and he had a black, uh, black, not black and white and jingles. It was neater than guys like the Range Rider, and uh, and uh, who else was there? But we, I'll just say you know hopalone hop Cassidy and, and the Lone Ranger. Of course, we'll, we'll get now. We don't even have to get to the Lone Ranger. You know, that, the Lone Ranger is called the Lone Ranger because he. Uh, there was a whole bunch of Texas Rangers who were policemen, and and they were all killed. I don't know if it was Indians, was it? I think yeah. I th- of course they did. They made it Indians, right? The Indians killed all the Texas Rangers except one. And and he was left, so, and he was the Lone Ranger. The Lone, it means that. He was the, the Lone Ranger me, uh, left after a massacre of uh, Texas Rangers. That's why he was called the Lone Ranger. Not because he wanted to be alone. He didn't want to be alone. He found a Native American who we called an Indian who was Tonto, an actual Native American. And I know... This I didn't know this at the time that this I'd had this strange connection with him because he eventually uh, Jay Silverheels was his name and you know there weren't a lot of silverheels in the United States if you didn't have an, a Native American name and uh, and and they so they one of the rare times in that era when they found a Native American to play a Native American. And uh, later on, he uh, became a, a horse trainer. And there's a uh, there's a uh, racing there's a pacer uh, in harness racing named uh, Hi Ho Silverheels. Okay, that's a, it's a, he's a, a, a stallion. He's a stud. He was a he was a horse. Now he now he has uh, other horses. <laughs> you know, he's a stallion. He's a stud. Uh, and uh, Hi Ho Silverheels, Hi Ho, based on uh, the Lone Ranger, who for some reason or another, uh, you know, uh, took his. Uh, uh, his white horse, one white horse, was a light brown, whatever, and and uh, pulled his pulled them hurt his neck every time. Pulled the reins so that the horse would get on his uh, hind legs and go, you know, and wave with his with his front uh, his front legs, and and uh, this guy, <laughs> the Lone Ranger, whose name was never revealed, and who no one knew. He, uh, uh, who he was, uh, uh, when he, it didn't matter. He could have, because he was the Lone Ranger. Nobody knew one ranger was left. Okay, but he became the Lone Ranger. And when they found out there was one guy left, and it was this guy, and they called him the Lone Ranger. Uh, And Tonto, I believe in the origin of it, found him. And, and saved him. I mean, this was a rare relationship. White man and Native American. Although, you know what? They made Tonto sound like a, 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 like he had brain damage. Uh, but, you know, that's still, everybody accepted it. That's what was going on back then. Okay? And they did speak different languages. And uh, not, uh, but they, and they were amazing because they learned. You know what's amazing, too? Is that Native Americans, even if some of that is true, Native Americans learned English better then the white man learned any of their languages. Now, granted, I'm sure there was Apache, was different than Comanche, and I'm sure it was different, but it must have had similarities. So they knew, but you never see, and they never showed you. Once in a while, they showed you, like there was Cochise, there was Broken Arrow, there was a show called Broken Arrow, and uh, and the guy named Cochise, based on a real, uh, a real. a Native American. Well, if you watch the last of the Mohegans, uh, movie with, uh, Daniel J. Lewis, you'll get some actual, uh, meat out of the, uh, uh, role of the, of the Native American. That was before, uh, last of the Mohegans before this, uh, whatever this Lone Ranger thing is, that's 1800s, right? That's like American, uh, cowboy stuff. And, uh, So, uh, so the the Lone Ranger, he wears a mask because, because, wow, who does he look like? I we we accepted everything we got as kids. Want to be a cowboy? One of those adventurous guys. Yes, because uh, they made the white man and cowboy uh, like uh, the range rider, uh, right? They call him the range rider. What are we going to call him? Where's he ride? On the range. Now, he didn't, you know, there must have been a bunch of range riders. That's the range rider, isn't it? No, no, not the range rider. It's the range rider, you know, because, right? I mean, what did he do? Where does he ride? Who would be more at home on the range, on the range rider? He wasn't born R R. What's his name? Mr. Ryder, what do you want to call your son? I'm gonna call him Range, cause he's gonna be out there on the range. Hey, a range rider—that's nifty. And I'm talking like the stupid cowboys probably talk there. But um, uh, uh, the—that's—that was Papalong Cassidy anyway. He didn't. didn't, you Papalong Cassidy also had. uh, Who was it? No, the other one—the Mexican guys who I love to—I love those guys. uh, Leo Carrillo and uh, and the other guy's name I forgot because my guys, you guys, are, you guys back there to tell me who it's Cisco Kid. Thank you. They came through. See, I told you the Cisco Kid. This is a Mexican guy dressed impeccably, cowboy. You the cowboy he was a Mexican cowboy? You can be Mexican cowboys because it was out west and it was down there. You know, it was. My, and he had a he had a partner. I don't think Hopalong uh, Cassidy had a partner. No, uh, no, he didn't. But there were these; these were the fictional characters, you know, based on anything, you know. Who else did we have that I didn't say? Oh, because Bat Masterson, that whole Wyatt Earp thing, uh, where uh, you know, I mean, come on, the guy who played Wyatt Earp—I forgot his name—and I didn't look it up. It doesn't matter. Um, uh, but these TV shows were, were using uh, American uh, products, uh, cowboy products. Uh, there was really was a Bat Masterson. There really was a Wyatt Earp, and they made them into characters, uh, knowing nothing at all. Uh, later on, there were some movies that uh, tried to uh, research what these guys actually were like, and um, and and it, you know it didn't pass. And, but TV, uh, TV's, is uh, you know, uh, is a, let's go, let's make this thing, Bing, 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 and we got all the elements, which are all uh, you know, uh, they're the same elements from one to one so you know if you watch a lone ranger you watch a range rider <laughs> brother, they had the lone run they should have had the lone rider and the Ranger, and the lone rider and the ranger range ranger <laughs> the range ranger that would have been fun the range ranger uh and and uh Hobbolon cassidy uh wild bill hickok wild bill hickok was real and then bad guys jesse james uh, who was that uh, bill billy the kid billy the kid of course that was he was there was, really was a billy the kid wild bill hickok and there was a uh it really was a jesse james and a frank james the james brothers not the james gang rock roll band this is get chronicles my name is frank told I name don't title of the show let me get you uh as we take a short break here before we go into hour two let me uh, find another uh uh theme song for you oh yancey Deringer. here's the cisco kid buffalo bill jr didn't even know about that here's the cisco kid um what is a full episode now i want the uh how do i get the opener the cisco kid uh is what that's a uh well it looks like uh looks like uh my son drew that what is that the cisco kid provided by the American Records, the Cisco Kid War, of the world is a get War, of the world is a ghetto. What is this? I don't know, Cisco Kid Episode 1. No, Cisco Kid. These the, voices are... Uh, uh, Cisco Kid theme, 1 minute and 38 seconds. Uh, is that enough time for anybody to go to the bathroom? I don't know what would be after that. Uh, okay, let me play that for you and then let's see if we can do that without... You. Here it is. adventure <laughs> Duncan Ronaldo I just remembered his name the actor here's romance here's adventure here's romance here's o. Henry's famous Robin Hood of the old west A Cisco kid apparently O'Henry wrote about this guy Duncan Ronaldo Leo Carrillo as Pancho. this is the theme no one remembered this theme right A Walter Schwimmer presentation. What happened? that was it? Oh, I missed the beginning of this. What? What happened? (laughs) (laughs) That was a short episode. (laughs) 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 And then they just ride off, find themselves what? Find themselves someplace to eat or kill a buffalo? this is the, the end. This is the end theme. Uh, with oh look at look at these people. What about Keith Richards is in it? Look at this. The guy named Keith Richards. And it probably has nothing to do with the Rolling Stones. Probably has uh, original screenplay by Jay Benton Cheney. <laughs> Who directed this? Eddie Davis. i yeah, will figure. a Walter Schwimmer production. The Cisco Kid. What would you do? Well, you would just wait for the next cowboy. So now the Cisco Kid is a fine dresser. Of course, they made him—you uh, know—never dirty, never got dirty. Neither did the Lone Ranger. He would, uh, you know, he'd been in fights and everything. Never, never got, uh, uh, never got uh, dirty. My name is Frank Catalo, man's name adorns the title of the show. What I'll do right now is put on a little cowboy song, and then you can go. Let me see, uh, yeah, um, because I haven't even talked about Roy Rogers. That could be a whole show on its own. But if I go to Roy Rogers, and uh, let me get this wonderful, one of my favorite uh, uh, Roy Rogers songs. Uh, truly, is is a good uh, Roy Rogers, The Oregon, there it is, The Oregon Trail. Apparently there was a TV series called The Oregon Trail. But there's this wonderful, because uh, we even to The Singing Cowboys, Along the, Nav- Along the Navajo Trail? What happened to Oregon? It is Navajo Trail. Is it Oregon Trail or Navajo Trail? Uh, you Rogers Dale of the Sons of the Pioneers on Medley. They don't want a Medley and we're not going to do that one there now. What is it, the Oregon Trail? It's not the Navajo Trail. It's not Happy Trails. That's the end. How about Blue Shadows? You know, uh, if you saw the movie uh, The Three Amigos, here's, the- I'm going to play this. When you go get yourself some uh, beverage uh, and dispose of your bodily wastes. The shadow, Blue Shadows on the Trail. This is the original song that, uh, by the way, uh, which Randy Newman, who wrote the uh, TV, uh, he wrote the movie theme, Blue Shadows, for the movie Amigos, claimed that he never heard the song. And I'm not saying he's lying, but I don't believe it. Because Blue Shadows on the Trail, if you grew up, and I know he grew up, watching Cowboys. Let's see. Scotland, everything oh, you oh, but first, yeah, first here's a commercial for what? Get out of here. No, 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 no. Ant-Man number thing, Forget about it. Here we go. Shades of night are falling As the wind begins to sigh And the world is silhouetted again the sky Lucian Sons of the Pioneers. I mean, guys can harmonize. Teach four freshmen. Tell me Brian Wilson didn't hear some of this stuff, too. Poetry, uh, Western poetry, and uh, and I like that. I like the uh, the fact that there were blue shadows. Uh, it it because that uh, just just uh, just that uh, gives you the sundown, you know, like that time the twilight time between total darkness and the end of day blue. Shadow. a lot of cowboys or, or singing cowboys that was a big thing too when it was popular in the movies before television who were the top 10 singing cowboys you wouldn't know but you would know or might have heard of obviously it was Roy Rogers and his group Sons of the Pioneers <laughs> guys were good they were good and, and they were uh, good uh, guitar players too and they were good musicians they had the, those were the bands the Western bands. Now you either liked or you didn't like it because there was a lot of competition with that cowboy music. There was jazz of course and, uh, uh, and there was other stuff. <laughs> there was lots of other stuff. Uh, but the uh, guys like uh, Hank Williams of course. Now we've talked about Hank Williams here and I uh, always uh, placed certain Hank Williams songs in my sets when I played uh, uh, live and uh, and uh, you're just using my guitar harmonica and my son with a guitar, not harmonica. <laughs> uh, uh, so we all know about Hank Williams. It's more that was modern by comparison to uh, Roy Rogers, although Roy Rogers uh, sang forever and ever until he died uh, right in the 80s. And then it was his 80s, 80s. when 80s in his 80s. But he, uh, he had his uh, show, uh, Roy Rogers. I watched that Roy Rogers show he was a singing cowboy, and he was a clean cut and good dressed, good dressed, you know, well dressed cowboy. And those hats, he all had hats. I to this day, I don't know what the hats did. Uh, I guess the sun. It was better to sweat, keeping the sun out with a hat, than uh, you know, out west when you were herding cowboy cows. House, than it was to have nothing on your head now, obviously when it rains, it made sense they were, uh, there were was a lot of rain they went through rains and so- now but the storms that's you know a couple of things about cowboys in the uh, theater in the cowboy theater history that bothers me. And even to this day, as authentic as they get, and I'll give you an idea. The uh the shows that uh, Taylor Sheridan is doing that take place in the eighteen hundreds and early nineteen hundreds, uh, which are all prequels to Yellowstone, uh even here you, you've got a I've got a problem with authenticity. This is what bothered me. And still bothers me, and and I want you to watch. If you watch westerns, uh, and uh, you know, guys, or, and gals, because Annie Oakley, right? Hey, uh, uh, boy, the, I'm, you know, see, I'm getting a swarm of culture now. Annie Oakley, Buffalo Bill, Wild West, musicals. Okay, but that's it. Here's the thing about cowboys, bullets, bullets. Now. Let's put aside the fact that during these shows, countless people were shot. I mean, white men show, shot white men, of course. And there weren't there were no black men. No, I, it was, I, I don't remember. A, uh, there was no uh, African American cowboy when I was a kid, although there are, and you can look into it now. There were, you know, books and things that, uh, you know, literature has always been honest and uh, drama. And theater has always lied uh, to benefit the pace of uh, of drama. So, and that and that that's where it all comes. You know, speculative. You have to. You're not supposed to uh, get the uh, the full details. But here's what, here, this did bother me, and that is, and it still does today, even in uh, Taylor Sheridan's uh, uh, more. of... And I don't know how he knows that. You know, that what he's giving us is authentic. I just know it's it's got to be more authentic than these TV shows uh, of the black and white television show and the Range Rider. <laughs> Range Rider. Oh, my God. And that's the bullets, the bullets. Cowboys always had guns. This is, uh, uh, and I understand that it wasn't called the Wild West for nothing, aside from... The fact that they were, you know, shooting uh, who, what, what they called Indians uh, because the Indians were like, uh, would attack them because they like, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know, they're just protecting their lands, you know, as opposed to calling them, there those Indians, those wild. Okay, but, but here's the deal. Uh, the Cowboys, wherever they went, uh, even when there was a stagecoach uh, train, that would, uh, was taking uh, immigrants and, and, and people from the East who wanted to move West. Because at one point, uh, I don't know in all the history of this per se, but at one point, squatters rights, and uh, they were trying to build the country, and it had more there was more land than there were people on it, and that wasn't good. So they said, if you can, you know, you can uh, take your family, whoever you want to take, uh, go out West, and uh, you'd... uh. uh Squat. You could squat on a certain amount of land, and that would be yours. So They'd give you me, give you the land. They give you the land. You have to build your own house. Do whatever you got to do, and you could see uh, a certain authenticity in the uh, famous movie Shane, and what it must have looked like as an outpost. And of course, the ended and and probably most likely, what also is authentic is the the art, the politics, and the uh, uh, the. Uh, how would you say it, the clicky, uh, the clicky uh, idea of, uh, of, of, of people protecting, if uh, op- you watch uh, uh, Open Range, the uh, Kevin Costner movie, um, and that's, uh, that's where they're taking uh, uh, her cattle uh, and the grazers, they're called free grazers, uh, and people, you know, they got these uh, cows, the cows got to eat, you know, and they're eating the grass, uh, and the, uh, the guy who owns all that, a lot of the land is from Ireland. He came over from Ireland. These people in the, in other countries came here. They, those were the immigrants. They came here and, uh, uh, and they got land and they got some power and they got to build, they help people with building houses and they make themselves a little town, you know, with all that kind of stuff that you see a lot of that. And that's, you know, authentic, but, but then there's the guns and, and, uh, and the thing is, not just that they had guns, and they all carried guns in the Wild West, because you know, uh, there's everyone. Uh, I don't know. They just wanted to civilized as they were, they were trying to merge the uh, violence of the character of the cowboy and of the land, and uh, and and over exaggerate uh, protecting themselves and their families because they had all that macho crap, uh, and and they always had to have guns because. Because why? I don't even know why they had, had to have guns on them all the time. But that doesn't even bother me. As much as the fact as when they show it in uh, uh, in theater, in drama, uh, they always have bullets. Now, they have more bullets. and Well, they always have bullets. They don't always have food. They don't always have food for their family. But they always have enough bullets. <laughs> it's like and they never show cowboys making their own bullets and yet they got these belts and that and there's always filled you know, watch watch any of these shows and of course now you can watch all these 1950 shows or many of them uh, you heard me uh, play some pieces of it they have entire episodes watch these things and look for not just inaccuracies and, and okay you don't have to read up on it look for it and ask yourself questions like this like where are all these bullets? Where do they get these bullets? You never see a bullet shop. You see a general store. And, you know, and that get away with it? There probably were general stores where they have a little bit of this and a little bit of that. One store. It's like a department store, actually. And they have all these stores, right? Then they have everything. They have food. They have blankets. They have cloth. They have hats. You know, some of their boots. They have whatever it is. And all the stuff that you need from the... Uh, uh, the uh, uh, the general store, okay. They got hay for the horses and the flour because the, all the women are gonna bake and they lay on to cook and stuff. You okay, never see guys buy. It. Never guys never go into a uh, in the movies. I never see him going. In fact, in fact, in, in that movie I just mentioned, they open range. At the end, when they know that uh, Kevin Costner and Robert Duvall are, are the uh, guys taking the cattle through this town that's owned by this uh, gr- grumpy, horrible guy. Anyway, uh, and they know that they're going to meet this guy's trying to get rid of them and they know this guy's going to kill them. It means uh, he's going to get his uh, the sheriff of that area and everybody's going to have bullets because there's going to be a gunfight. A gunfight. And when they go into the general store to get a few things that they're going to take with them before the, uh, the big gunfight, they don't buy bullets. And I'm like, you know, you guys are talking about having this. There's two of you, and maybe you got one friend who's going to stand on the door of the barn, and he's going to shoot. <laughs> he's going to help you. That's it. And they, they've got uh, the sheriff, the sheriff's, uh, the posse of the sheriff, the sheriff's uh, deputies, and the guy who runs the place, he's got guns, and a couple of other guys who just hang around and get paid, and they got guns, and there's a lot of bullets there. These guys, <laughs> Robert Duval, who is <laughs> It's great, oh God, um, and and uh, um, I was going to say Cliff Robinson, but it's not. That's another. That's another thing. And uh, uh, Kevin Costner. And then now we're talking about contemporary. This is not 1950s TV or or movie cowboys, and there is a lot of authenticity to the sets and uh, various uh, habits and lifestyle of people in the West. In the movie Open Range, but again, same thing. Why don't they? And and, and Robert Duval goes, you got any chocolate? I got a hankerin' for chocolate. Hankerin'? Nobody says that anymore. Right? I got a hankerin' <laughs> for well, Jemalson. Well, like you can't say King Charles would say. You know, the British. British didn't the, the British didn't have cowboys. But let's another story altogether because they probably had their own version. Let's let's get back to this here now. Uh, Kevin Costner. And, uh, and uh, Robert Duval's characters go into the general store at this particular place. And uh, he says, I like a. He wanted some. He said, You want some cigars? I want myself a cigar. And, and the guy goes, Well, here, these are fine. These come all the way from Cuba. And he gets got Cuban cigars. I don't know if that's impossible, but okay, fine. I'll buy that. And then, then the Robert Duval goes, Got myself a hankering for chocolate. Oh, says the guy. And I'm paraphrasing, of course. Oh, says the uh, owner of the general store. He's got, got some good stuff here. It came all the way from Switzerland. They, it's got some Swiss chocolate. Now, I don't know if that it was even possible, but it is. I don't know how chocolate gets from Switzerland to deep west of the United States. I don't know, but there were things. There was stuff coming from overseas. Okay, fine. So uh he he's got it he doesn't keep it, and he doesn't keep it in uh, uh, he's got it in a in a big you know bowl, a jar is more like it. he's got it in a jar. And uh, I don't know why it doesn't melt there. It's later on, you know, Costner uh, goes for one in his pocket and he goes, oh, it's kind of melted. Yeah, it's kind of melted. It didn't melt anywhere else. And by the way, there's no air conditioning in the general store. So uh, things are going to melt in there just as much as they melt outside. But anyway, that's not the point. The point is they want chocolate and Robert Duvall uh, pays for the chocolate. And of course, it's, you know, nothing compared to cents and dollars as we, okay, as we know it, or even as they know it in the 40s or the 20s. It's this cowboy time. And and so, uh, and uh, and then Kevin Costner puts down a deposit for a tea set that he wants to give to this lady whose doctor helped them out. And okay, and, and he leaves, you know, and he um, just writes it down so that if he dies, Uh, that that she'll get the tea set. But the point is, why didn't they say, we're going to need some bullets? Uh, Because these two guys have, not only do they have uh, their uh, handguns, okay, and we're going to assume uh, they have uh, a pair of six shooters. Even if they don't have a pair, they have six shooters, six bullets in their gun. You need more bullets than that. They also have a scatter gun. I'm not going to go into the history cuz I don't know when scatter guns were uh, invented. Um, they had uh, Winchester's and their typical uh rifles that you, you know ones you cut, the ones that they had uh, named after the guy. You know that Winchester that guy's name was was uh, scumbucket. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who invented, you know, we, you know, he Winchester, uh, through the years, and you know, it's yeah, uh, we well, guess that's a gun, right? It's a rifle. Man, you don't even say it's a gun. You know specifically, it's a rifle. His name was Scumbucket. Today, we wouldn't be uh, even thinking twice about calling it a Scumbucket. I got These guys got Scumbucket rifles. <laughs> you know, is it is his name Winchester? You know, okay, uh, Bell, Bell system, right? Alexander Graham Bell. What a coincidence. And phone, phone rings, what rings? A bell, they use the bell, I don't know. But anyway, they didn't ask for bullets. They go into a gunfight. It sounds like, uh, like uh, what uh, Sean Connery says in The Untouchables uh, uh, where uh, the, one of the uh, mobsters uh, g- goes to attack him and he's got a knife and, uh, and uh, Sean Connery's character has, has a, uh, a rifle. Just, just like a wop, I could get to do my, my shotgun. Just like a wop brings a knife to a gun shot. Gun, sh- what is a gun? What gun? Gun 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 gun. Fight gun fight. Does it? Just like a wop brings a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> I, I just like talking. Like you know, I, 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 uh Extend, 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 extenuated uh, uh, Sean Connery. But anyway, he's uh, it, it, a scattergun. The scattergun. And then I asked myself, you know what it is? I, movies I like, I watch over and over and over again. And the more I see them, the less I accept certain things. I notice because you're looking at everything, and you know what's going to ho- go on and what happens. So you ask yourself different questions. And and this is a uh, good to do for uh, some to learning history. See, they never told us to do this. My father never said, uh, You don't think I have enough bullets? Well, my father never sat back and went, If he was watching Hopalone Cassidy with me, my father never stopped and hey, oh, You know, these guys never always have bullets, don't they? He didn't say that. Nobody, they just take it for granted. And that is something you need to do in fiction. You need to be speculative. Uh, and you don't have to say every little thing, except it starts to get ridiculous. This gunfight that they had against all of these other guys, two guys, the tops, they got four guns. You got a scatter gun, uh, maybe one rifle, a scatter gun, it was a rifle, a scatter gun, one rifle, a scatter gun, and, and two. Let's say they had three six shooters. Let's say they had four. four. The two men with four six shooters, a scatter gun, and one rifle. And there's one, two, three, four, five, there's only like eight guys who got rifles and guns. Now if they're outnumbered. The best shot is going to win. But still, <laughs> why didn't they buy bullets? <laughs> they had enough bullets. These are people who were sharing pieces of food. They didn't have enough food. They bought bullets before they bought food. And what about whiskey? What about alcohol? They spent more on alcohol than anything. Alcohol they buy. Over and over again, you see him going into a saloon, and they buy alcohol. They took a whole money, just keep the bottle. <laughs> so it's, and they play cards. and They got money to play cards. But they never buy bullets, never. And in this series, 1883, the prequel to uh, uh, Yellowstone, where the Immigrants, one guy, Sam Shepard is the guy who, you know, looks like he's a template old cowboy. I don't know guys like that. Who knew if guys lived that long even? How long did these, be? it would be rare. But okay, let's say, and he was a Civil War veteran. So he lived through the, you know, the odds of live, uh, being a soldier and living through the Civil War as a so- fighting soldier. Can you imagine the odds of staying alive, no less, staying alive with with all of your appendages, and this is it was it was it was tough, it was tough, but in that open oh not open range that's eighteen eighty three. Uh, the station, what the station wagons? The, I mean, the covered wagons are moving, and there's kids and family, and there's people from other countries moving, trying to find land, and they're going trying to get to Wyoming, I think. Uh, but they eventually, wind up in Montana. I don't know how that works, and 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 I don't know why the young girl, the great. I don't know. I don't know her name. The actress is, she's, she's good. She was good, and and yet, you know, you don't look like that. I don't know where would the makeup come from. Even now, when you could be as authentic as possible, no one dares to do it because it's just too gruesome. But even that, they're out there and they have the trouble with Native Americans who don't want them in those territories. You know, this is Indian company. Is, I don't think they said Indian. I don't think they say Indian anymore. But they do say Indians. Because they did. That's what they called them. They, no one said, no, hold on up, why don't we call them Native Americans? They were here first. I mean, that didn't happen. did not going to happen. So that didn't happen. It wasn't reality. And if they do that now, that's as inauthentic, unauthentic, that's as fake as the fact that they always have bullets. They don't run out of bullets. Not only don't they run out of bullets, but when they're in a gunfight, really do they, you know, reload. It's only a six shooter. Some of these guns in some of these crazy episodes, uh, you know, they fire 20 times. And of course, it goes into something, there's no blood. But that, those are production uh, f- standards that you did uh, for, uh, for movies and theaters. You know, but still, there were there was so many things that, but here's what's still, okay, but still, kids watch this they identified with being this adventure hero the range rider who of course had had adventures equal to that of buffalo bill and you know you know and their haircuts how about haircuts let's talk about haircuts we don't even want to get to haircuts there were barbers oh they were pretty darn good okay so uh Modernizing history that way, eh, okay, fine and wonderful. But kids like me, you want to be a cowboy, what do you get? You're going to need some boots, but you're also going to need a gun belt and a gun. And in those days, toy guns, toy cowboy guns that also had the, uh, uh, the label of your favorite TV cowboy, you, know, you had to have that. And uh, they didn't have, some of them had caps. You could make the sound of a shot if you put caps onto them. And the bullets, there were no uh, bullets. Uh, they were fake. The, the belt itself had built in things and you have to make believe. But, the, you know, the, the cowboy industry of uh, uh the, the, the toy industry based on TV, because kids believe that's the way it happened. And I don't remember in school anybody when I was growing up telling us any different. And, uh, you know, I don't want to get into the whole uh, uh, black history thing that they're talking about now, not teaching, uh, you know, critical, uh, well, yeah, critical history, theory, whatever it is. Uh, and, I mean, the fact that we're not, people certain states don't want, well, it's Florida, okay, they're talking about Florida. They don't want them to, uh uh, uh, to uh, teach the fact that there was slavery uh, you know I don't know exactly what it is I just know it's madness um, it's just not history it's bad enough no, this history the little bit that they tell us now that is true and in this too because in college you know people talk about not teaching black history and and, and this stuff to young kids uh, but in college I, I, I took a, a black history course I remember uh and they get an A. And I didn't get many A's in college. <laughs> it was a wonderful course. Uh, and it should have trickled down and probably did because I didn't go, because my kids learned about uh, American history and there was not, uh you know, it's a touchy area there now. Uh, but to just toss it away and go back uh, to uh, teaching American history, it's, it, you might as well just tell the kids to watch these old Westerns because that's what they're doing. They're telling, we believed this stuff, but they didn't give us anything else. Now there's everything else. Everywhere you go now, you'll see more authenticity about cowboys and the old West and how that, and everything. But went on and still goes on. And of course, today you know there's still uh, you know there's there's not uh, uh, there's not the kind of equality we'd all like. But in those days, it was all white singing cowboys who always had bullets, and and you know even uh, I say literature was more was honest by comparison to uh, the other media mediums and you know. Movies and TV, but uh, guys like Zane Gray, writers like Zane Gray and uh, Louis L'Amour, uh, just prolificated. Did I say that right? Prolif- prolif- they were prolific. Prolificated probably would be a word. I don't know. But they, uh, uh, they didn't add realism and you could read uh, James Fenimore Cooper's Last of the Mohegans and there's some lit- there is some realism going on in there but the uh the dime novels the comic books uh, those things the kids were buying not the kids were buying and then adults were reading but they weren't reading stuff that was was much more or was that was authentic by comparison and these old cowboys, these guys—not are not the singing cowboys on Gene Autry—I didn't mention him. Marty Robbins, who I, I liked a lot, Marty Robbins—you know, look up Marty Robbins. Uh, but, but that's you know, back there. That's still mid-Americana. Uh, like the guy, but Zane Grey and Louis L'Amour were trying to write authentic Western stories, and yet, you know. And go buy bullets. Learn uh, a book. I don't know. I you know <laughs> I mean if it's part of the plot or part of the story, you should know. You should know. And when they set up something like they do in open range, it's like, well, buy bullets. They get that instead Buy buying chocolate. When you watch things over and over again because you like them, you do come up with all those uh, even in movies that are authentic to the times that are that are uh, loyal to the times and the lifestyles and stuff, but nothing is totally loyal. And as time goes on, uh, we uh, d- distort it more, more and more. Uh, but uh, and you got to remember, there were cowboy, there were cowboy movies before there was sound in the movies, and there were guys like Tom Mix. Tom Mix was the name of a popular. Cowboy, uh, silent movie cowboy, and you know, and in the in the movies, those those early movies, which was just funny too. You know, a lot of these guys were actors. They weren't cowboys. They were acting as cowboys. They were actors. Guys like Tom Mix, Hoot Gibson, Johnny Mac Brown, Bob Steele. Listen to these names, Bob Steele. I don't think that was his real name. Oh, he played a great. Uh, a great part in the uh, original movie of, uh, of Mice and Men, Ta- Bob Steele. I uh, forgot the name of the character, but in the original one where Lon Chaney Jr. played uh, Lenny. Okay. So, uh, but these guys, weren't they weren't cowboys. They were played cowboys. They were actors, actors. And uh, they, you know, they'd ride their, Horses. If you watch those silent cowboy movies, uh they some of it was sped up. These guys did not ride horses that fast. They couldn't dare to kill themselves. You know, riding horses is not a simple thing, no less riding a horse fast through the plains. I mean, they had to have guys who knew how to ride horses. And I know what you're thinking, going like, "Well, yeah, but it's a movie. It's a, yeah, uh, okay, it's true. It is a movie, but it's but." Uh, but as I said even today the the nature of 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 uh, of the cowboy uh, is has been built even no matter how authentic they want it to be it's built into uh, um, a, um, a template and has gotten better over the years And so if today a kid says he wants to be a cowboy I don't know I mean no kids don't anyway that's gone that's what no we did wanna be a wanna be a cowboy. Today it's like uh, uh if they wanna they don't want to be a cowboy, they wanna they wanna uh invent a cowboy app. <laughs> or, or or they wanna play a cowboy video game and talk about, hey, talk about bullets and stuff. You know, even in video games, I played I played the war g- video games with my kids and stuff, and they do, they give you a certain amount of bullets. You know, and there's a point where you have to go, think about that, okay? Uh, the people who invented this said, uh, uh, they realized that as part of the, uh, the, the, the action, you're going to have bullets run out of bullets. Nobody has all the bullets. And you can still, so there's a place you got to go and get bullets. And that was That's authentic compared to TV. Uh, we haven't gone into a lot of the music or comedy, uh, the cowboy brand. I got some time. We we'll do it now. Or, or give us a cowboy. Uh, cowboy, the cowboy show part two. When's that going to happen? Is it going to happen when I do the next railroad show, <laughs> train show? I never did that extra tra- train show too. The subway, right? And I didn't do it. No, I haven't done it. But uh, uh, the cowboy brand, based on the template cowboy, based on the. Uh, Movie cowboy, the t v cowboy, the media cowboy has become huge and is still today in a in a time where uh, the most uh recluse ranch in territory of you know in five or six hundred acres of land it has running water. It has operating plumbing. It operates air conditioning. It has cable TV. It's just not the. It's not the Western. They're not isolated. They're not. And if they need bullets, they buy bullets. And They keep them in stock in the house, I guess. You know. And there's you know nails for building fences for horses or cattle or whatever the heck they, to have out there. But uh, the design. Of the Old West has become, a, uh, a brand itself. Cowboy brand is called. Now remember, he's he's a boy. He's not a cow. He's not a boy cow. He's not a son of a cow. He's a cowboy. And now they're cowgirls. We didn't talk about cowgirls, as I did mention Annie Oakley, uh, and uh, there were some you know mighty rough cowgirls. Although it's tough to, uh, you know, they just didn't surface in the manner that uh that the boys did although they tried there were uh TV shows there was an Annie Oakley TV show yeah and uh there were one or two other cowgirls as they were called and and the thing is that they became cowgirls just because they were the opposite sex not because uh, they were uh, herding cows. I mean, cowboys became cowboys and then cowboys who didn't herd cows uh, were called cowboys. <laughs> and the girls never herded cows and they've heard of cows, but they never herded cows but they were called cowgirls because suddenly it was cowgirl. You're a cowgirl. I'm a cowgirl cowboy. Uh, but the uh, the brand, and I know this again, uh, having been immersed in it when I worked for the Nashville Network and... and uh, and, and the uh, surrounded by the brand, the cowboy brand, uh, which went into the—it's uh, cosmopolitan in parts of the South. Certainly exaggerated in Nashville because it's the home of country music, and that, of course— uh, its country music has its uniform, just the way rock music had its various uniforms and 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 uh, features of uh, human uh, uh, r- 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 performance. <laughs> but but in Nashville, people actually wore boots. I I I had a pair of boots that was bought from in L.A. in Los Angeles. There's a. Uh, so I don't know if the store is still there. Anyone anyway, can write to me at FKtoloYahoo.com and tell me. Although I have friends in L.A. I can ask them. But anyway, you can write to me there no matter what. Uh, a, a place called Nudie's in L.A. It was in the Valley. Uh, and uh, when I was going to uh, go to Nashville, my boss, uh, the uh, ever-popular <laughs> strange Wolfman Jackson, I'm going to buy you boots because you need boots to wear down there. And I had, had, you know, cowboy boots when I was a kid, whatever they called cowboy boots in those days. You know, they weren't actual boots. But Nudie's was a cowboy brand store. I know I can look it up right now, but I'm not going to. And it, uh, and I mean, there were boots, that beautiful boots, actual leather or whatever else they made it. They weren't cheap either. Hats, that's where uh, Wolf bought his uh, hats because he wore a cowboy hat uh, for years of just walking around. So it was one, you know, he had a hat. <laughs> he had a hat. He had a coat, he had a thing, he had boots and boots and a hat. And he was this uh, cosmopolitan cowboy guy identified with that machismo. Uh, but he bought me an expensive pair of boots, which I only recently threw away because I'd them for, I don't know how many years. I hadn't worn them. But I was wearing them long after... He and I parted uh, as a business people and uh, as, you know, uh, and uh, and of course he died. So he died with his boots on. No, I'm joking. That's it. But he would laugh. And, and I had these boots uh, and they were actual boots. They were cowboy boots. And the stitches design on it, it went up to my knees and they were comfortable. I had no problem walking in them. But that's at a place called Nudie's popular and and they didn't just have boots because it was a cowboy brand store and when you look at the cowboy brand all you have to do now if you want cowboy brand stuff as you do with any object you wish to buy is to look it up if you google or bing or whatever else that they have uh, or yahoo or excite they don't even have those anymore uh I don't know the other. I'm just to say Google. Everybody says Google anyway. Okay, right. So if you Google search, let's just say search. We don't have to say the brand. let to be fair to all of them. If you search on the internet for a cowboy brand, you will find a brand that meets that style, a little bit modern, a bit more, a bit modern, because it still exists. But it's you know, these are nicer. It's, I don't know, it's Mark expensive, that's for sure. Being cowboy clothing, boots, hats, gloves. How about those, uh, how about the chaps? Chaps on the fringes. You could buy those. I don't know why you'd want them. But it's a cost, the, the costume itself. Hats, of course, cowboy hats of all sizes, shapes, because there are a lot of different types of shapes. I don't know where the term ten gallon hat came from because uh I'll, other than the fact that you can fit ten it's so big you can fit ten gallons in it. I, and, I guess. I'm just guessing about that. Uh but uh but the culture exists and like I said, in the in the in the South and in the West, Tennessee's a you know, big like I said, big kind cowboy. Of cowboy uh um uh, uh, Theme thematic type thing. People aren't cowboys, and uh you know it's just part of the it's the style. Uh but you know, but there's also yeah, listen to this. there's there's cowboy uh brand barbecue sauce. Yes, barbecue sauce. There's cowboy you could buy lump charcoal, that is cowboy lump charcoal, right? <laughs> Tab your barbecue. And and cook like you know, like you're gonna cook like a cowboy. Nobody cooks like a cowboy anymore. You can you can get uh, sick with all the things you know with raw meat, as it is. Uh, they're a cowboy. Uh, there are tattoos, cowboy brand. There are brand cowboy tattoos. There are certain kind of cowboy, get ropes. You know, you can get ropes or guns and uh, uh, horses, guys riding horses, gals riding horses. I don't know whether, I guess you, tattoos, you can get anything now. The Tattoo artists, some of them are so, so good. Uh, then you can get cowboy fireworks. Did you know that? Yeah, cowboy brand fireworks. You can get cowboy brand dishware. I guess you can buy the tin uh, dishes, you know? I know you can in the outdoor shows because people who camp out have the, you know, the, they bring those tin things. I guess you go to like Outdoor World, but of course you have to shop indoors at Outdoor World, <laughs> which I never understood. But you go, uh, you can buy all the camping stuff, which is all related to uh, cowboys and the cowboy uh, universe, let's call it now, right? And uh, you can get cowboy bourbon, cowboy whiskey. And, of course, you can get cowboy furniture. Yes, there are cowboy. Yes. And that uh, engraved wood, western, uh, I guess, all sorts of things. You name it. Uh, salad, salad uh, forks and spoons and, uh, and, and noodle salad. <laughs> noodle salad. Cowboy boat. You can get uh, clothes, and chaps, and fringes, and noodle salad. So you can get uh, cowboy food, cowboy everything, cowboy clothing. It's it's the cowboy brand, and that's uh, and that's that's that. And of course, you can get cowboy music almost anywhere anymore. Uh, and uh, so we didn't talk about uh, the spin-offs, but that's okay. They're almost spin-offs. Uh, you got enough. To watch and look at, and you know, as I uh, and you'll see them anyway. You'll see a lot of these shows because you'll watch them. And you know, those people were watching Yellowstone, I couldn't get through the whole thing. What is seventeen seasons of like? Oh my God! I hear uh, Kevin Cosner is leaving. I guess he's, even he's tired of it. He wants to do something else. Tired of playing that guy who just uh, keeps trying. Okay, so we. So what do we? Let's just go over this here for a second. We've learned that we don't know much about. Real cowboys, and that real cowboys were once was just a group of uh, men who were young, <laughs> because men didn't live to be old, and uh, they were male, so they were boys, and they worked with cows. They herded cows. They had to move cows from here to here to here to here, and there were no uh, fast food uh, places. but people needed food, the three things you need: food, shelter, and clothing. What we learn about that? We learned about all the fake cowboys, the singing cowboys that were singing cowboys and how pop culture uh, took the cowboy, the actual cowboy and demolished him. Not demolished, no, didn't demolish him. Polished, polished, just as it's done with everything else. We could do a pirate show. What would we learn about that with pirates? What do you think? You see, Pirates of the Caribbean, do you think that you're any closer to understanding what or who was a Pirate. No, the authenticity. We didn't talk a lot about the language. Maybe we'll do that again. We'll do cowboy language. Because there's plenty of, you know, the language is uh, different. And words and things, nouns that came from cowboy culture. We know about the bullets, the law. We didn't talk about the law. Uh, we could talk about that too, and then and we talk about horses, your main we did I did mention horses here and there, but we didn't go deeply into horses, and we can, but then you know I don't want to get into the, the just horses and bloodlines and stuff I could I don't want to not important it's for another show or another audience and we got into racism of course, because uh of the you know whoever the black cowboys by the way there's a there's a a, a movie made called, uh, called, that was streaming called, I think it was Netflix, called The Harder They Fall. It's not, uh, and there's been other movies. Uh, matter of fact, the name of Humphrey Bogart's last movie was The Harder They Fall, but that was about a boxer and a wrestler or whatever. This movie is entirely African-American cowboys. That in itself is weird, and, and they've taken culture and put it together. But, you know, all you got to do is look at them as characters. just happen to be black actors. If the authenticity is not there, because there were not these types of, uh, of uh, cowboys, and I don't mean that there weren't African-American cowherders, just the whole idea, the template of cowboy. It's a good movie, though. And it's fun to watch. And as uh, and, and they don't stop and get bullets either but yeah, that one but it was just it was something a little different you know it's good just you know you look right through it they just uh, but we learned about racism because in all the other cowboy movies nobody dared uh, make a uh, an african american cowboy back in those days we didn't talk about beards oh god we didn't talk about s- sanitation we didn't talk about oh the hygiene or lack of it that's disgusting. <laughs> but but uh, along the way, uh, the cowboy uh, image, you know, turned, look at urban cowboy. As you see, there's the, there's the phrase. There was a movie about it, urban cowboy. There was a concrete cowboy, homemade cowboy, singing cowboy, neon cowboy, rock and roll cowboy. Yeah. And uh, uh, the other movie I recommend is the Ver, second version of True Grit, the one done by the uh, the brothers. <laughs> I know, just went. Beep. Come on, guys, where are you back there? Hey, no. I was thinking. Of the, I said Farrelly's, not Farrelly. Those Farrelly's another story. All Those different brothers than the Cohen brothers. Thank you very much, the Cohen brothers. Um, you want to see a good Western movie that's authentic as a movie of stories? It's the Ballad of. Buster Craig's, Buster Bragg, whatever, Buster something. Uh, Funny, and there's a lot of realistic stuff going on there. Certainly in terms of the, uh, yes, that's it. Watch that one, you'll be more authentic. And it's got a couple of stories, short stories. It's a movie of short stories. And there's some uh, short stories in there, just tearful and and authentic to a, uh, not to a fault, authentic to a uh, uh, to a, a chilling reality yeah you can win it. authentic means it's authentic uh, that's another good one but you you'll notice as you but the true grit with the uh Hallie Steinfeld and uh, uh Jeff Bridges and Barry uh, Pepper and my favorite my new favorite all-time actor now for a couple of years Josh Brolin we we're going to do a Josh Brolin song. I'm going get a Josh Brolin on the show. I've gotten some people, you know, personalities and celebrities on the show that nobody ever thought would ever show on a show from the Internet. Now, who knows? I don't, just, I, I, I don't know. We'll see what we're going to do when it comes to uh, cowboys. Hey, what happened? Now this thing just worked here. Uh, okay, uh, but in an event, in 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 event in any event in this event certainly in this what was it? Uh, well, in that in this event in that event and certainly in, I forgot it. <laughs> let's just I tell you what. Let's uh, in any event that's it. In any event in all events and certainly in this event, let's not uh, let's just. Um, hey, what happened to? Oh, I see. Let's just go. <coughs> Here's another idea. Oh, 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 where'd you come from? I've been walking next to you the entire time. (laughs) Frank! Frank! Where are you? Finally, he went back, and I walked by the table, and I said, how are you, Don? Nice to see you. He said, can't you see I'm eating, Frank? What are you doing? (laughs) Frank, what the hell are you doing? Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) I'm Frank, remember? The results say that you, Frank, are absolutely not my father. But my father is a close relative, most likely one of your brothers. Dad has brothers? Hey, you know, I think I met the one that sells smoked sausage and razor blades out of the trunk of his car. <laughs> Smoke fucking <laughs> The backers. that's... I guess i will hired a brother. There might be some. I might do something weird like that. You don't have brothers who are opposite, uh, opposites, although, you know, uh, I don't forget about <laughs> it. Maybe that's more like who he's talking about. Okay, I didn't uh, mention uh, to give uh, to Wikipedia, but please do it send a wikipedia some look them go to wikipedia and they'll tell you how to send them a couple of bucks keep them alive it's important to you and your family (laughs) also uh go buy my books too that's important to you because you need uh, my kind of entertainment of um words. My, my collection of words put together in sentences that make wonderful stories. My name is Frank Cattolo. The man whose name adjoins the title of the show. Go to get to Amazon for my books. And there are my books at lulu.com. And there are my books at blurb.com. B-L-U-R-B. Good night, Mrs. Ernst Weil, wherever you may be located. And wherever you are now, uh, Jessica Catherine, I'd like to know. Uh, but uh, uh, You know what? Uh, no one... I know and care about will ever be far behind. In the meantime, I'd like to say this: cowboys, and cowboys and girls. Hey, we didn't even talk about cowboys and aliens. Oh, the, what a genre! Uh, there's so much to say. I'm not going to say anything about it anymore. Maybe another cowboy show. For now, I'm even I got like nothing more to say.